Welcome on this Monday morning as we continue our daily Bible reading. Um, we're going to shift to back now to a historical book of the Bible or or a retelling of history in the Bible. We're in the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 1. Think of it this way. Exodus tells us about events that are happening in the life of Moses and the children of Israel in the time before and the time after that they leave Egypt. It's a historical account as if a reporter were there reporting that to us. Moses is reporting that because he's living that history. Now in Deuteronomy, Moses is retelling some of that history now in the time after the uh, the Exodus, after God has given the Ten Commandments, now that they're in the wilderness and they're heading towards the Promised Land, Moses is kind of retelling that history to them as a reminder to them. It's kind of like a sermon. It's like me in a sermon where I'm telling you historical thing that happened and then bringing out truths, how it shows us two truths in particular. Number one, our rebellion, and number two, God's faithfulness and God's long-suffering with his people. And that's what really comes out in Deuteronomy. Hence the name, the name given to it is Deutero, second nomus of the law, second uh, telling of to, uh, to uh, put that into uh, context. So again, that people would see the faithfulness of God and, and would also see our rebellion. It's kind of like Sunday school class is the way I kind of think of it. You know, in Sunday school class, we, we retell the stories of the Bible to the children. We know them, but now we want them to know it too. And when we retell it always in the context of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This uh, All of this history uh, that we read about in the Old Testament is bringing up us up to the time of Christ. It's telling us why Christ Christ had to come, why we needed a Savior, how we'd fallen short of the glory of God. But it also tells us of God's love and his graciousness and his patience and his kindness towards us in that, that he's always there for us. So think about that as you read uh, through Deuteronomy. So we're in chapter 1. Um, chapter 1 gives us some wonderful details. It says this is the words of Moses. So again, Jesus refers to the first five books as the as the uh, the books of Moses. rest of Scripture always refers to it as that. So, so we hold that same thing about the the, um, uh, the author of who that is. And he says it's, he spoke this to all of Israel beyond the Jordan in the wilderness. So again, kind of like Moses taking a class now, sitting to people uh, down and writing to them, hey, I'm reminded about these events, events in the past. And again, we've talked a lot about how important it is for us to remember the past. The present makes no sense where we're at right now unless we know how we got here. And Deuteronomy is going to remind the, is Moses reminding the people of how they got to where they're at. Both and both that and how God has been faithful to them. So it gives us details about the time that this happens. It tells us where it's at. He says, beyond the Jordan in the wilderness. So if you remember the children of Israel come out of Egypt, they cross the Red Sea, they go to Mount Sinai, God gives them the covenant. Uh, they continue to rebel against God. Uh, God sends them to the promised land and says, I've got this land here for you. I'm going to give to you. It's going to be a gift to you. Uh, but because of their continuous rebellion, uh, some of them are not going to see that promised land until after, you know, um, uh, or they're never going to see that promised land here on this earth. It kind of becomes a picture then of our life too. We are in the wilderness right now. We are um, uh, living in, in the time where sometimes we're rebellious against God. God is always faithful to us. But we're headed to the promised land, but that promised land is not an earthly promised land. It's a heavenly promised land, which is an important note uh, for us, especially in our time that we live right now. 
So as Moses tells that, he reminds them, verse 8, he says, this is what God told them to do. God said, I brought you out of Egypt so I could take you to this promised land and give you this, this land. Verse 8 says, go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So reminding them of God's promises he's already He's already made to them uh, in the past and how, again, remember God promises, he keeps promises always. Moses brings up in verse 9 how the people of God are growing so great that now they need other leaders along with Moses. Moses is also preparing them for the time when he's going to die and he's no longer going to be there. So uh, verses 9 through 18 uh, talk about that. And then he goes back again and reminds them of their rebelliousness. God had sent them, verse 19 onward says, God, when he met them at, uh, set them from Horeb, and Horeb is another word for, uh, for Sinai, Mount Sinai, so where the Ten Commandments were given. Um, and then uh, God said, uh, I'm going to give this land to you. Um, you just need to go in and take it. I'm going to help you to take that land and be able to do that. But what did they do? Verse 26 says, but yet you would not go up, but you rebelled against the command of your Lord. They said, send spies into the land so they can check it out and make sure they aren't too great of a nation. But wait a minute. God had told them he was going to conquer them. God had told them to trust him, kind of like our life too. Uh, we don't trust God always. Uh, we don't put our faith in him and believe in him. It's kind of like what I brought up in the sermon on Sunday, uh, rejoice in the Lord. Our rejoicing comes not because of what we can do or because of our power to change or to fix. Our rejoicing comes because we put our hope and we believe the words and the promises of God to us. That's the only time, or that's the only way that we can do that. When we look at our own power and our own ability, we're going to do exactly what the children of Israel did. Um, and, and he says that in verse 32, yet in spite of this word, you did not believe the Lord your God. There's the issue. Kind of reminds you of uh, uh, Jesus with Thomas. You know, Thomas, just believe what I said. And Thomas says, my Lord and my God. And God is patient enough. Again, here's the thing of God, God's faithfulness despite our, uh, our uh, uh, unfaithfulness. Uh, because of that, verse 34, in an earthly perspective, God leaves them a message saying, you know, none of the adults are going to go into the promised land. Your children were, Will and Caleb and Joshua. So yet God is gracious. He doesn't cut them off completely, but yet he's still uh, gracious. Verse 43 brings up again the fact uh, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went up into the hill country. So so there's the message and we get started to receive that here, hearing Moses uh, speak to us of, uh, uh, of our past, and, and of, but also of God's past and God's faithfulness to give them hope as they move forward. And we'll continue in that uh, tomorrow as we go into chapter 2.